We're just moving into a time of breaking bread. And so I want us to be reminded that the Old Testament feast of the Passover was to, was to be celebrated in order to remind the people of Israel of their deliverance from slavery and bondage. And that's why God says do it as a practice. Celebrating every year the celebration of the Passover. Now God used Moses to intervene or to negotiate with Pharaoh in order to let his people go. God wanted to bring freedom to his people. And every time Moses negotiated with Pharaoh, Pharaoh's heart was heartened and then he would hold back the people and continue to put them under strict laws of slavery. Till God says enough is enough and God stepped on the scene to intervene and to bring freedom to his people. In Exodus chapter 12 verse 21 to 23 describes what really happened at that time. It says then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and when we talk about the elders of Israel is talking about the men in the in the families of Israel he gathered them all and said to them go at once and select the animals for your family so the head of the home would have to select a lamb or for for their family and slaughter what's called the Passover lamb and that lamb had to fulfill certain criteria to be the chosen Passover lamb we all know what that lamb represents in the New Testament. And then in verse 22, it says, Take a bunch of hyssop. Now, hyssop is a bitter plant used for purification. Take a bunch of hyssop, dip it into the blood in the basin, and put some of the blood on the top and on the sides of the dough frame. None of you shall go out of the door of your house until morning. Can you see the significance of what God told Moses to do? Take a hyssop, which is again prophetically speaking of the bitterness of what Jesus went through on the cross in order for our purification. It says take a hyssop, dip it into blood and put it on the doorpost. You know, not only in our nation, but in many other nations, the toe post is very significant and that's why people before they even build the remaining of the house they dedicate the toe post did you know that that's the culture in today's world especially in our nation and you would see on the toe post people putting all kinds of symbols as a sign of dedication to a false god or whatever they believe where did they get it from probably from the old testament practice and God told the people of Israel, dip that in the hyssop, dip your, the hyssop into the blood, place it on the door frames of your house, and no one shall go out until, until morning. When the Lord goes to the land to strike down the Egyptians, the Lord will see the blood on the top and the sides of the door frame, top of the door frame, sides of the door frame, and will pass over that doorway. And the Lord will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down. Now this is what the Bible is saying. 
When the Lord passes over the home, he does not see the family in the home. He sees the blood on the doorpost and says, I will not strike. I will not permit the destroyer to touch this family. Can somebody shout an amen? amen. Now, for example, if this is the Benedict home and he's got some red blood on him. This is use your imagination. Okay, on the doorpost. What the, what the Bible is saying, the Lord will pass over him. That means if I am the Lord will pass over him and will not, the Lord will not allow the destroying angels that are destroying the firstborn in every home. And that's why it's called the Passover because the Lord, if I am representing the Lord, the Lord will not just see Charles, the Lord will see the blood on the doorpost and the Lord will stand as his protector. Now, the Old Testament Passover is the New Testament breaking of bread. And the way we apply the blood to our lives and to our families and to our homes is by using the hyssop. Now the hyssop is our confession. It's no longer something physical. It's our confession. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says, If we confess, if we use our confession like that hyssop, and apply the blood upon our lives and the family, the Lord will see what? I can't hear anyone. What will the Lord see? What will the Lord see? One more time. What will the Lord see? The blood. He looks at the blood and He protects you and me. He doesn't look at you. He looks at the blood. And He says, because of the blood... I, the Lord, will be your protector. And I will not allow the destroyer to touch you and touch your family. And that's why I love breaking of bread. Not only I loved it, the apostles in the early church loved it. They broke bread every day because they saw the significance of the Lord's protection upon their lives. What did the Bible say in 1 John chapter 1 verse 9? Confess your sins. He is faithful and he is just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. And every time we partake in the, in the breaking of bread, we are celebrating this New Testament, what's called Passover, applying the blood, believing in the blood, through our confession, which protects us from the enemy. It sanctifies us, it cleanses us, and it protects us. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 29, and I'm going to read a few verses to see what happened that night. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on the throne to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon, and the firstborn of all the livestock as well. Pharaoh and, his, and all his officials and all the Egyptians got up during the night, and there was loud wailing in Egypt, for there was not a house without someone dead. Just imagine throughout the land, someone, including animal. Verse 31, during the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, 
up. Leave my people, you and your and the Israelites, go worship. Another translation says, go serve the Lord as you have requested. Now, why did I pick this passage this morning? It's to show you the significance of the breaking of bread. Not only the Lord protects you, the enemy leaves you. You like that? Not only the Lord protects you, the enemy leaves you. Pharaoh who has kept you in bondage for years, who has oppressed you, tormented you, troubled you with anxiety and with all kinds of oppression, says, go, please go, get up and go, take your people. You're too much of a trouble to my kingdom. Are you listening to me? You can go. You can go. The enemy releases you to worship God. Releases you to serve God. No longer the enemy troubles you. And even when the enemy pursued, guess what happened? Suddenly Pharaoh got an enlightenment and says, What? What happened? We allowed them to leave us and go. And not only they went. They took jewels. They took everything from the Egyptians and went. That's how they built the tabernacle. The Egyptians provided and they built. Never mind. <laughs> Suddenly he says, let's go after them. And that's when they had an even worse downfall. They drowned in the Red Sea. The enemy will not pursue you. As long as you know the significance of the blood of Jesus Christ. His blood that was shed on the cross 2,000 years ago still causes the enemy to tremble in his pants. Are you listening to me? It's surprising that even today you talk about the blood of Jesus and something happens to the enemy. He doesn't like it. He hates it. Because the blood is about redeeming God's people. It's about forgiveness. It's about our redemption. It's about our protection. And somehow we have not yet captured the significance of the death of Jesus Christ in order to shed his blood. Now here in Adonai, we do things a little different. Are you happy about that? Please say yes. Okay, thank you so much. When we break bread, we start with the wine fast, not with the bread fast. Because God never told the people in, in, the, in the Old Testament, take the flesh and hang it one piece on the, on the doorpost, and when the Lord sees the flesh, he will pass over you. Did the Lord say that? He says, you cut the animal, you slaughter the animal, put the blood on the doorpost, not the flesh. What, did the flesh was, what was the flesh used for? For their nourishment. You cook and you eat it so that you're physically strong to leave. There is more importance in the blood of Jesus than anything else in the Bible. I'm not saying that the flesh is not important, but what I'm saying this morning is there is power, there is wonder working power in the blood of Jesus. That blood still works, that blood still delivers, that blood still heals, that blood still sets captives free, that blood protects us and sets us apart from the enemy. And that's why we partake in the wine. The wine is symbolic to the blood of Jesus. 
And as you take a hold of that cup, you look at it. And I don't care whether it is grape juice or Coca-Cola or whatever it is. It's symbolic that speaks of something much higher and more significant. It speaks of the blood of Jesus, which is a better word than the blood of Abel that cried up for vengeance from the, from the ground. It's the blood. And when God sees you take that cup in your hand and say, Lord, this is my hyssop. I confess by the blood of your son, Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. I receive your cleansing. I thank you, Lord, because of this blood, I confess you will be my protector. The Lord says, I will stand as your defense and I will not allow the enemy to touch you. And I feel this morning, you will love the enemy to play havoc with your mind. You will love the enemy to mess your life up. This morning is your morning. This morning is your morning. One night, God took one night to deliver a whole nation from a place of captivity. God will only require one moment of you believing in the blood of Jesus. I'm excited. Are you excited this morning? And then, once we recognize the significance of that cup that we hold in our hand, please, for God's sake, don't take it lightly. Don't look at it as an obligation. Who's looking and who's not looking? When you partake in the breaking of bread, it's between you and God. Your relationship with others matter. But when you partake of it in faith, when you believe in the blood of Jesus, I guarantee you can walk out a free person this morning. However bound you are, however condemned you are, you will walk out cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I didn't say it, the Bible said it. You will be forgiven and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Use your hyssop. Where's your hyssop? Show me. Point and show me where's your hyssop. Show, show, show. Put it, put it there, there. You know this hyssop here. Phew, bitter means bitter. We'll partake in the waking of bread, and the next moment, you know, I feel terrible. In the next moment, you know, I feel, hey, you didn't go through a religious activity. You applied the blood. The blood speaks a better word. The blood speaks you're forgiven, you're cleansed, you're delivered. Lift your hands and somebody and just begin to worship God. It's the power in the blood of Jesus. Just as they took the flesh of the animal, cooked it and ate it with unleavened bread in order that they would be physically nourished, you look at that tiny wafer that we give you. It can't get smaller nor thinner than that. Well, that's the way they made it. If you can come up with a better one, you're welcome. But it's only symbolic. It's symbolic to the unleavened sinlessness of Jesus. And we're saying, Lord, I partake of this knowing that by your stripes 
I receive physical nourishment, emotional nourishment, and I am restored physically and emotionally. And you nourish yourself with the word, with the truth of saying, Lord, I'm a partaker of it. No wonder the Bible says do it as often as we can. Often as we can is only twice in a month. So don't make an issue of it, but at least when we do it, let's do it. With conviction in our heart and with a revelation of why Jesus said to break bread continuously. You know, in the New Testament, when Jesus broke bread with, the, with his disciples, it was prophetic. What was it prophetic about? It was Jesus saying to his disciples, look at this whole bread. This is my body. This whole bread is my body. The way I break this bread, my body is going to be broken. The way the, the wine was poured out, my blood will be poured out for the redemption or for the cleansing of our sin. Prophetic. Isn't it? Prophetic. No one can get a drop of blood from you without piercing the flesh. And so Jesus was demonstrating what will happen at the cross. Today we are in the New Testament. We look back because Jesus has already broken his flesh. He's not doing it over and over again. His flesh was broken. His blood is flowing. We look back and we say, Lord, the blood of an animal that protected an Israelite and their family, the blood of Jesus is better and is able to protect me and my family because we believe in the blood of Jesus. And we begin to use the confession of our mouth that the serpent said, Lord, even as the Bible says in Romans, sorry, in the book of Revelation, by the word of their testimony, they overcame the enemy through the blood of the Lamb. It's your word. What is it that you believe is what you confess and say, Lord, I thank you for the blood of Jesus this morning. Amen.